Hey everybody, welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host Mike Leibman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Leibman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our heart-raised classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How you doing, honey? My heart is going to go on. Is it going to go on? And on. And on and on? And on. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Really? Oh, hon. <laughs> oh. Like, you're jumping right into it. No preamble or anything. I, no, I'm just really excited about this. I mean, you know, Christmas is in the air. And, and this is a Christmas movie? No, this <laughs> takes place in April. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you want to, it was very cold. <laughs> That's all the criteria you need. Yeah, close enough. I mean, Frozen is somehow a Christmas thing for some people, and it's Christmas. It's not Christmas at all, except for the Frozen Christmas special, which we watched tonight with our child, and he loves that yeah, snowman. He's, he's all about Olaf. Like we we, it's like uh, yeah, no, we've shown him a couple movies, but he's not been a big fan of those movies. Yeah, except this one, Frozen, he loved. Yeah, you know what? I think he's just started to get old enough to like get into be able to because it was broken up into two pieces. Yes. So, I mean, it's not like we put him in front of the TV for 90 minutes and we're like, have at it. Yeah. It was broken into two smaller chunks. So. Yeah. So anyway, no, I'm good. I, I went to a Christmas market with my sister. I've bought way too many Christmas presents for our child. Yeah. Getting in the swing of things. You? Good. good. Things are fine. They're fine. They're fine. You got to spend all day with our child <laughs> while, while you were at I the went Christmas, Christmas market? shopping. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good time. He didn't nap. He didn't nap. So it was a fun time trying to keep him occupied for all that extra time yeah she did great i i oh i'm i accomplished because he was occupied for that extra time i was proud of myself that i didn't just resort to tv me too because i guarantee you if i were in your place i probably would have caved yeah like it was just like oh my god like i need a break yeah you know just so we watched a little bit of the frozen stuff after dinner after dinner to have a little break yeah so we watched all of the frozen content except for the rest of that lego thing because it wasn't well and then the movies obviously well yeah well he's seen he's seen the first one the christmas special and one of the other the other frozen shorts that's it Uh, but i mean like from what from what you've seen seen, total now he still needs to see the second frozen yeah i figure that's like next because we're gonna put up our christmas tree this weekend yeah so so anyway as of what we thought of frozen and frozen 2 look for those reviews in 20 years uh but but before we talk about this week's movie I'm going to derail things a little, oh, no. little bit. It's episode 61, which you know what that means. Every okay. 20 episodes, we got the stats on how we've okay. been doing for the movies. Okay, I'm ready for it. Shock me. Shock you. No, I feel like there's not a lot to be shocked about. Right off the bat, some of the same old, same old, the most doubles have been given out by me. Which is shocking because I am generally pretty forgiving with films. 36 36, so 60%, 60% of movies I give a double butter to. And is this from like start to finish? This is start to finish. This is all, this is 60 episodes. This obviously doesn't include this episode because we haven't given a rating yet. You have had 31 or 51% of your movies as double butter. So Mm -hmm. not bad that we're, we're doing a pretty good job of picking movies that that we like. Oh no, these, sorry. These are movies. These are movies that we, one of us has picked that have, gotten a double double butter these are these are all the double butters they're wait a double I'm double so butter confused How, okay. no no these these are movies i have given 36 movies 
a double butter. Oh, okay. You have given 31 movies a double butter. Okay. So I have given more double butters than you. This, but not specifically movies you've picked. No. Okay. This is just overall. But which one of us has picked more double butter movies? Oh, that's a good question. Next time. I'll, I'll uh, put that stat up. Next I time. That's the more important question. Well, yet. I haven't gotten that stat. I haven't made that stat. All right. Anyway. Okay. I still ha- hate the most movies with nine burnts and you have, or 15%, and you have six burnts or 10%. I've of- only done six burnts. Only six burnts. Six what are burnts. my burnts? Your burnts. Let me pull this up. Good thing I Burn. added that stat to this chart. Your burnts are Hunt for Red October, yeah. Interview with a Vampire, yeah. Never Ending Story, yeah. Face Off, yeah. Mortal Kombat, yeah. and The House on Haunted Hill. Speaking of the House on Haunted Hill, it is now sharing a brand new distinction. It is one of the only two episodes to have all burnt ratings. So the two episodes with all burnt ratings are Interview with a Vampire and House on Haunted Hill. Oh, both mine. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's a shame. Once again, the only movie to have one of each rating is The NeverEnding Story, which because our guest gave it a double, I gave it a plain, and you gave it a burnt. Guess what year has the most picks? 96. Oh, very close. 95. Well, throw one 95. One. So, no, wait. When does our next movie come out? What? The one after this one? Yeah. Like 92. Oh, why did I think it was later? Never mind. I don't know. I take it back. Now, 1995 has five picks out of our total Holy 60. Macaroni. Actually, funny enough... Four picks are number two. The number two is a tie between 1986, 1990, 1994, 1997, and 2001. All of those are years that we have picked four movies from. I feel like 2001 is our excitement to get to those movies. I think so, because that was like a whole like, oh, we can do these movies now. Yeah. Yeah. We almost rounded out the whole year, which is insane that we're almost through 2021. Which does open up the end of 2021 and into 2022. Yes. Fun times. Ugh. Fun times. I had other stats that I was going to do too, but it looks like I did a bad job making Excel document stuff happen and screwed up. So there you go. Those are the fun stats that we have for this time. But uh, more stats next time, I think. Yeah. So we'll see more stats at 81, episode 81. It's terrifying. It's a ways away. It's a ways away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So with that out of the way, shall we discuss this week's movie? Yeah. Yeah. This week. I'm so excited. This week, we will be talking about Titanic, which originally hit theaters back in 1997. Seeing you coming out of the darkness like a ghost ship still gets me every time. this drawing that we found just today a piece of paper that's been underwater for 85 years i'll be damned can you tell us who the woman in the picture is oh yes the woman in the picture is me louis the 16th wore a stone called the blue diamond of the crown and today it would be worth more than the hope diamond if your grandmother's who she says she is she was wearing the diamond the night the ship sank are you ready to go back to titanic on the ground. 
grandest ship in history, and you act as if you're going to your execution. You've been melancholy. I don't pretend to know why. Don't come any closer. I'll let go. No, you won't. Why can't I be like you, Jack? Just head out for the horizon whenever I feel like it. I've got ten bucks in my pocket. I have nothing to offer you, and I know how the world works. I'm flying. What made you think you could put your hands on my fiance? They've got you trapped, Rose, and if you don't break free, you're gonna die. There's only so many places she can be. Find her. I can't even I can't do it justice with a whistle as like and in this movie even has a flashback because it doesn't even start in 1912 it starts in like 90 yeah, 1997 it's bookended in the and has an intermission day. that's true that's true James Cameron like planned that out or something so December 1997 not the most interesting month we've ever lived through which oh I wish so jealous December 16th U.S. President Bill Clinton names his Labrador Retriever Buddy. Good, Yeah, that sounds like something out of your naming pool. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> December 18th, HTML 4.0 is published by the World Wide Web Consortium. Damn. Internet getting freaky deaky over I here. No. December 25th, it's Christmas. Yep. And for the first time ever, U.S. movie box office receipts past $6 billion. And on December 31st, Microsoft buys Hotmail email service for $400 million and relaunches it as MSN Hotmail. Wow. I don't remember Hotmail not being part of Microsoft. I super do. I don't. Which is 1987. I would have had I'm a Hotmail. Pre- I'm pretty sure I just got my first Hotmail then. You want to know what's silly? There was so little going on that month that the last time we did a movie from December 1997, two of those points were the same thing I said there. And not like you remembered either. So Good times. let it slide. Good it times. was a very boring month and I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say regarding the Hotmail thing. I remember your Hotmail email. You do? Yeah, I do. Because that's how we had to talk. Oh, yeah. Because I made that email in like 1997. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember. I mean, you obviously you don't, don't use it Don't give anymore. it out. No, obviously. But I mean, you don't use it anymore. I don't use my Hotmail anymore. Uh, yeah, it's probably just full of porn bots. I, is yours, Do they even run Hotmail anymore? Yeah, it's still available. Like, it's weird. Like, um, 
you can you can log in, but it's like you have to log in through Outlook, like Web Outlook. It's weird. I freaking hate Outlook. It's the worst email service ever. I, I don't know about you, but mine, I recall mine. Being, don't give it out. I'm not giving it out, but I'm just pointing out the fact that it was super embarrassing. It was probably Metal Gear Solid lover. No, no, no. It was a reference to a comic book character that I created. That you created. I created. It wasn't. I didn't say it was a good comic book character. Wow. It was a comic book character that I created. I was going to say comic I was like, okay, so Wolverine fan. Yeah, I, yeah, I created Wolverine, but no, it was a character I created, and because of that fact, a lot of people. I, I'll I'll just give you this: there was a the word kitchen was involved in the the name, and people were like, "Oh, you like? Are you a chef?" No. Oh, you like to cook though? N- no. Why is that in your name? It's terrible, there. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't use that email. <laughs> well, that and it's hotmail. And that and it's hotmail. No one Shall we talk about the box office? Sure. This one is a lot. Yeah, I bet. <gasps> December started out with December. December started out with Flubber being the number one movie, premiering at twenty six point seven million, which was beaten after two weeks by our previous burnt popcorn movie, Scream Two, at thirty two point nine million. Titanic then beat that at surprisingly 28.6 in its first week damn which that's less yeah but then it hit 35.4 in its second it held for 15 weeks Mm -hmm. broke the record for most weeks at number one for 13 14 and 15 weeks and it finally lost the number one spot in april 1998 to lost in space at 20 million it made domestically six hundred point eight million and was top movie of the year, obviously. Yeah, no top kidding. movie of all time, not adjusted for inflation, until other James Cameron movie Avatar. Mm-hmm. And the second top movie of the year was Men in Black at two hundred fifty point seven million, and then Lost World, Jurassic Park at two hundred twenty nine million. I do remember speaking of the box office of that movie. I remember it was a big deal because Leo had another movie come out in like March of that year which was man in the iron mask oh yeah yeah and it like just about tied all the leo stands went for either one or the other or both that weekend and i think i might have been one of those people who did both <laughs> ridiculous i mean my family go see man in the iron mask which is actually a pretty fun movie i have not seen it <gasps> so i assume based on the fact that well no <gasps> I mean, I guess it, re- it, we, it, it I would be, like it. it would be, it would be applicable under our Titanic rule, which we've never enforced. We've Not never yet, enforced because it. We've been watching we've... movies that didn't come out. It's harder to like track down those movies because it's like, well, what was number two? And... Yeah. You look up, I never look up number two. I look up number one because that's usually the criteria that, that we go with. But yeah, Titanic rule. The Titanic rule is that we can use what, a number two at the box office if it's during the period of, a box office phenomenon like Titanic or crocodile Dundee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, man, the mask is a lot of fun. I watched it again, not that long ago, maybe in the last two years. And I remember liking it then. When did you watch it? What was I doing? Oh, I was probably home by myself or something. Oh, probably. This is probably pre pandemic Mm. where there were times where I was just home by myself because I sometimes have days off during the week. Right. Right. But I remember quite enjoying it no that's good well we'll see one day when you finally do decide to pick it because i'm sure you will it had two leos in it i know i I know the plot of the movie 
I've never seen it though. You should. It's good. Anyway. Anyway. Your memories <gasps> of this movie, not of Man in the Iron Mask. Shoot. So. Are you just having a. This movie was hot on the heels of Romeo and Juliet. I would say Romeo and Juliet released on VHS with Leo and Claire Danes. And this was in the day where people still bought magazines. So you had your Tiger Beats and your Teen Beat and your Teen Bop and your 17 and your YM and your BM. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Teen People was a thing. I remember Teen People. I never uh, read it. If it had teen in the title, I didn't read it. So like it, it was like Leomania. Mm-hmm. And I, can I tell you what it is about Leo at the time that just had like 12 year old me losing my fucking mind? No, but hon, I loved him. I went to bed at night every night, like dreaming I would be with him one day like what a disappointment your life must be <laughs> wow okay <laughs> if that's what kamikaze you, by if that's words. if that's what you dreamt of every night <gasps> just oh yeah settling Hun, with this god at like 22 i was too old for him like come on <laughs> so anyway so of course when this movie came out i had to see it mm-hmm I don't think I saw it like right, right away because it was Christmas, but I'm pretty sure I saw it in the first couple weeks it was out. And I think I saw it like January, like early January. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And then I remember for my birthday in 1998, we did a, because my birthday's in February, we did a Cineplex, which is our big movie chain here, gift not gift a birthday party you did the birthday party but i was 13 Mm -hmm. and we didn't realize it was meant for little kids Uh. (laughs) (laughs) did they give you shit what did they give you shit no but they were like what are you the party room and it was like it's all like pictures of like barney and stuff no but it was just like you want to do the activities it's like no we just want to watch the movie and eat pizza Uh, so and then we watched the movie (laughs) and i remember i wanted to sit because the the theater is sectioned into two sections yeah so i didn't sit in the very front section but i sat in the first row of the second section of course course. we had to sit there because i had to get as good a like get it close to leo but not too close yeah i don't want to crank my neck looking at leo but i wanted to be close to him and then i saw it i like i said i'm pretty sure i saw it i know i saw it in theaters three times and the third time might have been the same weekend man the iron mask came out because i had to see them both Mm -hmm. and then we had the double tape yep yep so i had that and hon i was obsessed i remember loving this movie i had the soundtrack this movie was a phenomenon not just worldwide, but in my house. Uh-huh. Like this, I had posters all over my walls. I I had of Leo or the movie both. Okay, and I had it was YM did it, and I think Teen People did it, where they would release like four different Leo covers, and I made my mom go from like convenience <laughs> store to convenience <laughs> store to find like these Leo covers uh-huh. so I could get all of them. 
So when our child is a teenager and is like, mom, you have to go and do that. I, I owe it to my mother to then be like, well, karma. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Leo over time faded from my heart. See, you know, got older too. Mm-hmm. And other celebrity hottie hot hots came and went, but I think Leo will always be the gold standard. Uh-huh. I mean, the rest of the movie is great too. Don't get me I wrong. like that you're including this as part of your memories. <laughs> but I remember a few years ago, mm-hmm. we went to the movies to see something else and they did the trailer for doing a rerun of Titanic yeah. in the theater. And at first it was like, Titanic. And then by the end of the trailer, I was like in tears, like we have to go see it. Yes, I remember. And I made you go see it. I like literally when the trailer started, it was like Titanic. Who's gonna go see that again? It's like three hours. Oh, Leo, we have to go see it again. And like I made you go. Then uh, okay, just to. So I've seen this movie four times in theaters, uh-huh. and if they brought it back for another run in theaters, I would be there. Uh-huh. 100%. Well, get it. I'll get back to the. I'll get back to the point you just made in a moment. But I remember initially, I saw this in December, like not the first week it came out, but maybe the second or third week, when, like, there was still like it was sold out everywhere still, and I remember going to I can't remember the name of the theater. It's the theater that's down that's downtown by the university. There's a theater down. Yes, <gasps> there is. It's not a it's not a fancy theater, but I remember going there, and there was there were barely anybody there. I think everybody was just going to the Cineplexes because I I remember all of the because it was not long after the Cineplex opened. Yeah, either. yeah, I remember those were all sold out. Every every like they had multiple showings. They were all sold out, and so we ended up going down to this theater downtown, and we watched it there. And I remember there being nobody, nobody in the theater except like us and like maybe a few other people. And I also remember, like, I went with my parents and their friend, and I I can't remember if they told me that, like, you don't need to sit with us if you don't want to, or I was like, I don't want to sit with you because I'm too cool at, like, 13, 14. <laughs> and, and I remember that I was not, I was not sitting with them, and the scene when Kate Winslet is drawn, like, one of the French girls <laughs> after the movie was over, my dad came over. He said, I saw you sitting up pretty quick right there. When that scene <laughs> came up, I suddenly was just like, hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just I am sat, now paying attention. Just sat forward. But it's, 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 it's not because I didn't want, like there's not any reason I wanted to see this movie. Like I was actually like really into Titanic itself. Like not, uh-huh. I hadn't, when I was, you're one a, of those kids. I was a kid. My dad had a whole bunch of nat- He had the National Geographic's that came out, like when they made the discoveries and everything, mm. and, and like it had all these diagrams in them of like, uh, you know how at that time it was all brand new. Of like, like obviously I like, I I didn't read it when that stuff happened because mm-hmm. I was way too young. But when I was older, it, it was something that I remember that I was doing like a school project and they were like, pick a moment from history. And I picked that. And that's how I became super fascinated with Titanic. It's a fascinating story. Yeah. So so when the movie was announced, I was like, oh, awesome. They made a movie about Titanic. And then it was like, oh, it's a it's the greatest love story ever told. And I'm like, 
but does the boat sink in it? Like, you know, like that. Well, was, I know but that was really all. I was like, I don't care. I'll still go see it. I want to see because I, I, I love Titanic. I wanted to see Titanic. And so, yeah, I, I remember going to see it in theaters at that point. I remember watching the double VHS. A friend brought it over and we watched it. We were having a sleepover and we watched it. And I also I also getting back to the re-release a few years ago. I worked on that, if you recall. I it, it was Oh right. Yeah. And I remember mentioning it to you that it, that it, we I were releasing that. it way before like it actually had come out because, you know, we had advanced knowledge. And you, that's when you were like, who needs to see that in theaters again? And then we you and I went to see a movie and the trailer played and exactly what you said played <laughs> out of like you're like, oh right, I forgot this was coming out. Who needs to see Titanic? Hon, we need to go see Titanic. <laughs> and I remember that I also had to pass up, which was really funny because I don't know why they they did this. Because when I used to work in the movie stuff, they would give you free screenings for the movies like in advance. And I passed up on the screening for Titanic, which I thought was really funny because it was like, why are you screening? Why are you screening this? Who hasn't seen this movie? But uh, yeah, I, I remember that I had to pass on it so that I would watch it again with you and uh, but yeah, no. So I, I've seen it. I've only seen it twice in theaters, and yeah, once in the original run and once four, in the, four times. times. It is the movie I have seen the most in theaters by a long shot. I, there's a couple other movies out there that I've seen twice, but this is the only one I've ever seen four times. I don't think I've seen anything else three times. I either. don't think I don't think I've ever seen anything three times. I've seen a few things two times, but never. Th- I would happily go see Scream in theaters. Not that I ever saw Scream in theaters before, but I would happily, if they were playing Scream in theaters, I'd happily go watch it again and again and again and again. again. If I had a chance to take William to see Jurassic Park, <laughs> you Jurassic say Scream? Park. Yeah, if I could take William to see Scream. No, if I could take William to see Jurassic Park, that would be my first, third go around in a, in a movie. Fair, fair. But anyway, oh. but anyway, now that those memories are done. Shall we get into our fresh watch, shall we? I can still remember the way the paint smelled. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, yeah. I love that it opens with the submersible going yeah. through it. Yeah. So you can actually see it, which is crazy. Which actually Titanic, not like models and stuff. Like yeah, obviously there's the some of the real deal. And like now, 20 years later, 23 years later, 24 years later, it's like so yeah but it's like no like at the time this was all this is the first time people were ever seeing this it's not like you go on youtube and be like let's see what yeah. the titanic was like why look at the titanic outside of pictures and stuff and like national geographic which and I, even then that was only a few years old yeah. like to see video of it like i'm going through it and everything like this wasn't like this was crazy to actually see it and like shipwrecks are freaking cool yeah well so, that's what james cameron thought because that was kind of like the 90 percent of the reason that he made this movie because he was basically like i want to go see that <laughs> so he basically got is that why he made avatar he wanted to go to pandora I mean, maybe he needed to go get some unobtainium <laughs> that's can we just his plots <laughs> for these two big movies are so simple one is romeo and juliet on a boat mm-hmm sort of and one is fern gully on an alien planet <laughs> and i'm just like i thought it was dances with wolves that was oh, it's a bit of that too i haven't seen that either so but like i don't know how he does it 
but these are some really great stories, but they're not great stories. It's the weirdest freaking thing. <laughs> they're great I don't, stories. I can't. They're I great don't. stories without being great stories. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I'm like, the story is super simple, but it's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. But James Cameron's the man. What can you do? I do like when they bring, because they're, they're on the, the th- they they're looking for this diamond under the water yeah. in the ship that's supposed to go down the, the heart ship. of the ocean the heart of the ocean which i never got one of those necklaces what the fake heart of the ocean necklaces that were big oh big business no but anyway when rose finally sees stuff in the present day yeah she says well i'll be goddamned." yes the person who discovered the wreck that's the first thing he said when he discovered it oh really yeah. Oh, there you go. I don't remember his name, but I do know that. I'll be goddamned. Hmm. So there you go. And when we get late friend of the podcast, no, like one of the our I'm always happy when we're watching a movie that's got Bill Paxton in it. Yeah. Cause he's amazing and gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Always makes me sad. But he's great in this too. Like he he's really he is a plot device to keep things moving and like get things set up as to why we're there like because james Cameron could have just been like here we go we're telling a story on the titanic but like his like you said his whole thing is i want to go look at the titanic yeah and so that has to be in the movie so um we have a guy who's looking at the titanic and a lady tells a story about being on the titanic my favorite thing is done i was reading and done i was reading trivia and apparently like bill paxton's character had like a full arc that they oh, were like yeah. that they were like they had like a romance with the granddaughter or yeah something. and they, like he had like a whole ending and and it was like oh, nobody cares <laughs> like 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 originally rose showed him the the heart of the ocean and he was standing behind her when she let it go into the water and they they just cut all that part out because it was like eh, nobody cares about that guy's story <laughs> everyone's here for this one so yeah. that's why they cut it out which i thought was really funny but no it would have been funny if at the end she's like throws it over the edge of the thing and she's like oh and he just goes what did you yeah. do you old bird just shoves it over, <laughs> over. <laughs> then you got the definitive ending whether she died or not <laughs> go get that necklace speaking of crass you see the one guy's wearing a watchman t-shirt is he? I didn't notice. You didn't that. notice the smiley face with the blood on it. I was it. I noticed he had a smiley face. Shirt. It's got the blood on it. I, th- I really okay. I thought it was something else. It no, didn't... it has the 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 blood. Interesting. I kid you not. Okay, no, I, I didn't catch that. I did. He's catch... the same guy who's the one who's like, okay, so here's a video of how we think the, the oh, ship yeah, sank. That guy also refers to uh, somebody as Snoop Dogg. I wrote that down. Yeah, like he's a super jerk, and, and it's like. The lady like lived through this. Be nice to her. He also makes the darkest joke in the movie, which I thought was actually very funny. What was that? <laughs> the when they're when they're touring the the room looking for the vault at the beginning of the movie or the safe rather, looking through the room and they go into the bathroom and he's like, "Looks like someone left the tub on." Yeah, <laughs> it's gallows humor. Oh, I'm aware of what it is. Yes, but yeah, they bring Rose out and like they're somewhat a little trusting of this old lady but also she does seem to know some stuff that they could never have known yeah so like that wouldn't have been widely known Mm -hmm. but like you know it's funny because she's like oh you know getting on the ship and then we see kathy bates and i'm like i forgot kathy bates was in this which is so stupid because she's like she's basically the nurse character right like from romeo and juliet 
But like the character she plays, the unsinkable Molly Brown, like again, it was one of those things that like when this movie came out, I remember people were like discovering who she was and it being like, oh, People Magazine articles about the unsinkable Molly Brown and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like she's a cool cat. Yeah. So anyway, that was just one of those things where it's like, oh, I remember when like she had such a resurgence in popularity, even though I'm pretty sure she was long dead at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember there's a lot of, I remembered a lot of the actors in this movie. Like, Maybe not by name, but I remembered. Oh yeah, that guy's in it, and this guy's in it. And this oh, guy's Victor in it. from what? Young and Restless. Yeah, Victor. He, I he's totally didn't John Jacob he, Astor. Yeah, yeah. which is like, huh? I remember when the movie came out that that was like a to me that was like a big deal because I think I've talked about this before. Oh, that you actually watched. When? I watched the Young and the Restless with my dad. He would watch it, and I would just sit and watch it with him because it was on. And so I knew Victor, Victor Newman, because of that. And then when he was in Titanic, I was like, what? It's Victor Newman. Yeah, this movie has like, like the, a lot of big names playing, like real historical people. Yeah. And we'll get into how poorly some of them were treated yes. by this movie. Yes. Some interesting people who were in the movie who like may not have been big as well, like, he, like even smaller pe- roles. I remember Mr. Fantastic is in the, in the Yeah, movie. you pointed him out, and I was like, Jesus, how do you do this? Yeah, and uh, also the ship's captain is the King of Rohan from Two Towers. Yeah, and then there's just a whole bunch of other people, like, um, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Victor Garber yeah. is in it. The guy who was the, the hunting dude from Jumanji is in this, yeah. and he was the... The guy from the White Star Line, who is another person who was very, very poorly, poorly treated. Portrayed. There's been a lot of apologies made to the families and towns of these people since this movie came out. That is like, our bad, yo, because yeah. these guys were actually heroic. Yeah, we were and just we a made them out to be bad for the point of a story. So, but then we're, we're introduced to Rose as, you know, the poor little rich girl who's you know a bird in a cage and yeah, blah blah been, blah she's been matched off to, to be married to- well this was actually now here's a little bit of history so rose never is presented with a title mm-hmm. but most likely she would have been a titled lady like lady rose do it to be the lady rose do it her mother would be the lady of the house she wasn't a countess because they did introduce the countess who another person actually quite heroic in the in the thick of things that mm-hmm. they mentioned a few times she actually was like okay we're on this lifeboat let's start rowing bitches and she was like taking charge and i was like good for you right so anyway blah 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 it was quite common because a lot of the aristocrats in england titled women mm-hmm. Their money was drying up, gone. There was a lot of new money coming from America that wanted titles. Right. So these matches between rich, new rich Americans and no longer rich but titled aristocratic young women were very common. This was actually a very, so like seeing this matchup was like, oh, how did this American you know, get together with this, you know, young British aristocrat. It's like, because it was probably arranged by basically a matchmaker that was like Cal rich Rose lady. Yeah. Good match. And that was that. And like her mother was basically uh, very much like 
you need to do this or we are out on the street. Yeah. So it happened a lot. It was very, very common. But from what I've read, because obviously one example is going to be what it was like for all people. This, this was actually quite popular for a lot of people and people looked upon it pretty favorably. So, but I mean, obviously every case is going to be different just because like a handful of women who made these marriages were very happy that they were able to get these marriages. Doesn't mean a bunch of other ones weren't. Yeah. So anyway, so just so you know, but we see all her paintings, which is very funny because like Rose has a ton of these like she got Pablo Picasso before he yeah. was made it big and blah blah blah. And she has without me Googling, I couldn't tell you for sure, but they do look very similar to paintings I recognize. And I'm like, are they prints? Yeah. Cause like, because like I don't think the-, the originals of these very famous paintings went down with the Titanic. I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. So I I'm gonna go with she was buying prints. Well, or- I mean, if she was broke, then yeah, she's buying prints. Yeah. Family's got no money. They're buying prints. Yeah. She's using Cal's money already and they're not even married. But then, so they're having like breakfast together. eh? And when that moment where she's like, she's getting snippy with him, when he flipped that table, that was improvised. She didn't know he was going to do it. Oh, yeah. So her reaction's fully real. Well, that's fun. Yeah. That's good. good Okay. Can I also, (laughs) Uh like, don't you're wrong. Should I just shut up and let you talk for the rest of the show? Leo, my heart will go on. Uh Billy Zane is looking good in this movie Mm -hmm. i'm like rose he overall (laughs) from what like it's a good looking man maybe excuse the hitting and dominance like i feel like today's standards not a good good dude no in 1912 he's well off he really did seem like he was trying to give her what she wanted and it was only when she was being because she's supposed to be like 17 in this she's being very 17 so when she was being 17 he was like getting frustrated and for a man in 1912 giving a woman a you know a backhand was what she did right so i'm like do i agree with his treatment no do i think it was a terrible match for a woman in that time in that position probably a pretty decent match Mm -hmm. and how do we know jack wouldn't hit her one day anyway because everyone Everyone in this movie is telling Rose what she should want, what she should do, including Jack. So everyone's terrible. I don't know if you realize this, but like Jack, a lot of the time he's like, this is the life you want. And, you know, these people aren't good for you and blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Why don't you let Rose make her own decision? But again, it's, it's 1912. So it's true. He, he's At basically the end of the movie, she does make her own decision. He is kind of being like, you know, make your own decision. But your decision should be this decision. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, chances are, like, as much as, like, I hate to say it, like, again, it's 1912. Smacking your wife up around was pretty standard spousal bullshit. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Who knows, indeed. I mean, you know, living in poverty, going back to Wisconsin, maybe he starts drinking. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. And we'll never know, because she let go what she said anyway sorry i i will let you this is our first introduction to the boat yes rose and the situation that we are finding ourselves in at the launch of the titanic yes do note that when they left the harbor where they're leaving like there was not the first stop of the titanic yeah no made like three stops before then yeah 
Yep. So that's just for you, for others. But mm-hmm. so anyway, there were people already on the ship at this point, but blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah, no, they didn't. Go ahead, up. my darling. Because <laughs> otherwise I'll just like blah, 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 blah. About Leo and stuff? Well, I mean, hey, I mean, as much as it's like, hey, it's neat to see the boat and everything, you know, it is a movie. It's not like, hey, this is boat the movie. You know, it's it's there is a story to it. And speed to speed cruise control. To cruise control. <laughs> it's good that we followed up speed with, with this. Might as well be speed to cruise control. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So we we're introduced to your darling Jack winning his ticket in a poker game. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to the, the ship and and the first night happens. And well, first, I, I can't remember. He, he sees. Yeah, he sees her on the deck that day yeah he he is in you know the the steerage decks which are the poor people and she's up on the first class deck and he gets to see her and he's just like va va voom but later that night rose decides it's time to kill herself yeah she uh she gets a little melodramatic with her lot like it's very i mean she's a desperate hormonal teenager feeling like she's trapped so mm-hmm. she's going to throw herself at the end of the boat. And thankfully, Jack is there to talk her out of it. Like, it's so funny that, like, they they do this whole, like, song and dance of, like, oh, was he being a bad guy? Was he, like, they make it out. Like, he saves her and gets her to climb back over the, the railing. And then she he catches her and pulls her over and everybody's okay. They're like, oh, you know, he was trying to basically rape her. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I actually wrote that down because, I mean, I'm from previous viewings, I feel like that it was just, like, Hey, stay away from her, commoner. And then I realized this time, I'm like, oh, shit. They thought he was trying to rape her. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> her whole, like, I was trying to lean over to see the, um, 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 like, the propellers, right? Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, it seems dastardly. Oh, his boots were off, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know in the moment, you're like, brain, no, no work good. But literally be like, look, I was just chilling out and I didn't have my boots on, like, because I was resting my feet. And she friggin' went to slip over the edge and I caught her. Like, you know, leave me alone. But it's, again. I'm a guy that lives in the, in the, we, we take our shoes and jacket off to enjoy the cold air. Well, you know, from I'm Wisconsin, from Wisconsin. Right? Yeah. But at this point, we launch into the, the great love affair between Jack and Rose. Yeah. And like, he goes to dinner with them and we see... You know, the unsinkable Molly Brown helps him out with the suit, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like, see, like, oh, the hoity toities. And she, what was with her? Like, can you do this? And she, like, goes on point for ballet, but she only holds it for like a second. Yeah, I, I didn't, I never understood that. I don't know. Like, she's, I mean, she's I know. trying to show off. But... I know, but I, like, uh, like, why is that the thing? I mean, she's drunk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's the main t- takeaway. The main takeaway, she's, she's drunk. Hammered. She's drunk. like, this is going to press these irishmen like- <laughs> but they're like running away from love joy and stuff and it's just like it really does give us a good example like a good a good excuse to see a lot of the boat yeah them running around is really the the excuse for us to see like the whole boat you get but, to like, see the engine room and stuff yeah so these two obviously instantly have a connection the romeo and julia they fall in love which is hilarious because he was just in romeo and julia mm-hmm. and they're running around the boat and they're having a great time and we skip forward Eventually, after with their their live making and stuff, but they skip forward back to the current time, and everyone's just sitting around listening to Rose tell the story of how her and Jack fall in love on the ship, and they're all fascinated by this tale. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, look, I talk to a lot of old people in my job, 
And the story is, don't get me wrong, on the screen, fascinating. But like, there's no way this story is being told in a fascinating way to the point <laughs> where all these people who are there to find this billion dollar diamond necklace aren't sitting there being like, uh-huh, where's the fucking diamond, Rose? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's great, ma'am. Okay. And the diamond? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Is there is there anything else you can tell me about the diamond? Mm -hmm. Like trying to keep her on track about the diamond. Right. Of course. So it's just kind of one of those things where like as an adult now watching it, there's no way that group of people sitting around listening to the story the way they are. With Especially it. the guy that makes the jokes. Right? Yeah. They're all fascinated by the tale. I don't know. Watching it as a movie. That's one thing. But then they're fascinated by her tellings of Cal and, jack and their fight for her love maybe her descriptions of them going into the bone zone were very explicit <laughs> was just like, maybe what is maybe. this oh i can't believe she's talking about this. grandma <laughs> yeah her granddaughter was right there talking about boning that'd be weird but yeah they're they do their their boning in the, the car and it's beautiful passion but i'm like I don't think they could have gotten it that steamy, but maybe it was really cold. In it is cold. Hold. It's cold in the middle of the ocean. Everybody's wearing in their cargo big coats. Hold? Well, maybe there's no uh, insulation in cargo hold. Maybe. Here's maybe. a question though, we get because we skipped over. We skipped over the drawing scene. Yes. Sorry. Yes. And I, I, I want I, you to draw me like one of your French. Draw girls me like one of your French girls. Wearing only this. Wearing only this. It's funny because I I remember that line. Very well, because it's like a meme at this point. Yeah. Draw me like one of your friends. 100%. Girls. It wasn't until she said it during this viewing that I was like, oh, right. He was drawing French girls. French prostitutes. That's right. And as we say now, what? sex workers. Yes, that's right. One um, of them only had one leg. That's what I was about to say. One of them had one leg. I also enjoyed, though, that this time, because I've obviously I've, I've read and seen a lot of things about this movie over the years. And something that I did know was that it was James Cameron who draws who he's, yeah. he's the one who's drawing it like during the actual filming. So mm -hmm. this time it was very evident that it was like a much older man's hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. This like it's true. It was insane watching like, cause it would cut from Leo, like the him looking over the page and looking up and looking back down. And then it would cut to like these old hands, <laughs> like, I mean, how old is James Cameron at the time he's making this movie? Like, he's got to be in his 40s or his 50s, right? Yeah. Like, it's... Oh, I, God, I hope not, because that means I'm not... Uh, I hope he is, like, 75 if you're saying old, because, like, well, old I mean, hands. I sometimes look at my hands, and I'm like, ooh, they are starting to... Yeah, getting the veiny. hands are the first place you really start to show your age. Yeah. Because they don't have a lot of fat to begin with, so they start to show... And they, they're exposed to the sun the most. So you really start to see your age in your hands so after a quick quick google james cameron would have been 42 when he was making this movie so 42 year old man hands being 19 20 year old it's not that much older than we are i know it's only five years older than me that's what my hands are gonna look like in five years james cameron and i have a very similar birthday i don't know maybe I only Google his age. Oh, no. I, I don't know why I'm thinking. No, he was born in August of 54. So he is 
30 years older than you. Yep. So then we get, you know, they're, they're running the deck after and they're smooching and the people up in the crow's nest to spot the iceberg, see them smooching. They're paying attention to that. And then they don't see the iceberg until it's too late. It's Jack and Rose's fault. Thanks, Jack and Rose. It's all your fault the Titanic sunk. To be fair, though, Mm -hmm. it's been over 100 years since the boat sank Mm -hmm. or ship. And I was still biting my nails, hoping it wasn't my head. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know that feeling where you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't let it happen. Yeah, even though you know it's going to happen. It's like, it friggin' sinks. Like, Mm -hmm. that's... It's history. That's the reality of the situation. That boat went down. mm -hmm. It's still down there. Yep. So, yeah, it was still, like, nail-biting scene. And, like, there there was a lot of mistakes that they made that, like, they they didn't make the right call. But the calls they made weren't, training-wise, the wrong ones. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of, I mean, just looking back at the history stuff, like, they they didn't put as many lifeboats on it yeah. because they wanted it to be, like, well, they thought it was unsinkable. Yeah, well, there was that. And they also were like, oh, it'll, it clears up the deck, like it clutters up the deck. You know, like we want to go fast, so it'll weigh it down, like things like that. And then additionally, the whole thing with the the compartments, the waterproof compart- compartments, they didn't put a top on them. Yeah. So they just spilled out over into the next. Yeah. And also there was a, a thing where it was basically like, if the hole was big enough to cover four waterproof compartments they would have been fine but it just hit five yeah and that's why they were screwed yeah and like if they'd hit the boat if they hit the boat if they would hit the iceberg dead on it would have only damaged the front of the ship yeah and they would have been okay like there's like all this stuff that's like well then we wouldn't be talking about this ship 119 years later yeah like that's just 100 yeah whatever years later it's let's, just the way ni- things- 1912 119 is <laughs> no my math is really bad that's not right 109 109 oh boy but then like they they try to do the right thing right like the fact that they try to be like we should go tell cal and my mom and make sure they're okay that something bad's happening and yeah. it's just like nope let's just direct jack instead and you know frame him for stealing this necklace and blah 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 but like Meanwhile, like, I'm thinking, there's no time for this. The boat is sinking. Yeah, <laughs> like, get on a friggin' lifeboat. Just yeah. like, what are you guys doing on those lifeboats, just in case? Well, there was a whole bunch. There was so much, like, even, like, historically, there was so much people just like, oh, no, this isn't going to happen. Let's just, Well, because like, they'd been told from the get-go, this boat is unsinkable. Yeah. And so these people were basically just, like, gallivanting around, being like, well, can I get tea put on in my room? Well, you know, well, before when we go back. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, you're not going back. There's no going back. Oh. And, uh, but like, so they take Jack down to the brig. Yes. As it were. There's no brig. He's just in the office. Handcuffed they just threw, yeah, pipe. handcuffed him into some office. But Rose goes down and finds him. And like, as the boat's starting to tip and water's coming in, because they're lower on the ship, right? So they're seeing stuff people up on the, the decks and up first class aren't going to see. And uh, he's like, you got to find something to break these chains right and she goes off on her own as the power is starting to flicker and her alone in the water in the dark looking for help that's scary yeah like it's scary stuff like holy crap because like as much as it's like you've been told this boat is unsinkable it is obviously sinkable bad crap's happening it's a bad time it's a bad time 
I definitely they do. She does get him out, which is just like, sure, Jan. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, they kind of play it off as like, oh yeah, well, how lucky because <laughs> yeah. it was really like an absolutely lucky shot. But they they get they get out and every, but they do come across Cal again, and uh, he puts the jacket on her, and it's got the, the it's got the necklace in, in the it, pocket. Yeah. And but I forgot at one point Cal starts shooting at both of them. You forgot that there was the shootout. Yeah, I was like, oh crap! I forgot about that. And he's shooting stuff. And you know, it's funny because there are certain line deliveries. It doesn't matter how much time has passed. You always remember the line delivery. And for me, one of those lines I'll never forget for some stupid reason is "Enjoy your time together." Yeah. (laughs) So that I thought you were gonna say. I put the necklace yeah. in the jacket. I put the coat on her. I yeah. put the coat on her. Yeah, no, that that's another one. But but uh, enjoy your job. time together is one that I'll yeah. never forget. But then we obviously we start getting into the real panic of like the boat. Everyone is aware now the boat is sinking. Like, yeah. The lifeboat, like people are jumping for lifeboats. They're freaking out. Like you're seeing scenes of White Star Line officers being blasphemed yeah for shooting people and such which never happened and to, for dramatic effect and mm-hmm. cal's trying to weasel his way on a boat actually one thing that i really liked is when when they get rose onto a boat and cal and jack are like oh yeah we're gonna get on our own boat on the other side you get in this boat and go and the, the, as they're lowering the boat down you can see on everyone's face they all know that that what they've all just said is going to happen is not going to happen. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And she she realizes it too, and she jumps back off the boat, which is like such a 17-year-old girl. One of the things that I, especially now, watching this when I was 13 years old in mm. the theater, I was like, yes, Rose, yes. Go to go him. To him. And what are you doing, you crazy bitch? <laughs> at 37, I'm like, oh my God, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, no, wait, remember at 12 years old, 13 years old, you were like, all that matters is your love for Jack. Mm-hmm. And at 37 years old, I'm like, save yourself, bitch. <laughs> and it's like, got to keep in mind as a 17 year old, she probably would have done it. Yeah. Like, holy crap, at 17, I know I would have. So keep that context in mind when like you're like, she's an idiot. She's 17. Yeah. Well, you know, it worked out. Mr. Fantastic saved her. Yeah, so she gets back on the boat, and that's when Cal shoots at them, and blah, 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 blah. They, they're racing around trying to get to another boat, and they're then they start racing. Oh, the boat starts really going, and you're seeing all the effects. You're starting to get into some of the old 90s slow-mo shots, and people are like trying to get up the ship before it sinks like to the very end of the ship. Uh, it's crazy and there's people falling and it's like nuts and the the band keeps playing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. it gets intense. Once it gets to that point, like it, it's it, like a nail biter. I did some damage to my cuticles. Oh yeah. I have seen this movie several times yeah. as we have discussed and I was still biting the hell out of my cuticles. They are a mess. They have not yet recovered. <laughs> not yet recovered even since. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, but like, they, they get all the way to the end of the ship and it does exactly what um, Bill Paxton, Paxton describes it. I was trying to remember his character's name and it's like, nope, it's No, Bill don't Paxton. even bother. It's Bill Paxton. And how like, again, this was like a new, th- the, the ship had broken in half. Nobody knew until they found it. Yeah. Because like, most people who survived were 
on the lifeboats. Yeah, there's they're a, already rowing away. There's a it's dark. How would you see it? There's a movie that I've I think I've quoted about on the show before called Raise the Titanic. And it's this movie about how in like 1981 there's there's gold on the Titanic or something. And these guys are in a race to to get the gold off the Titanic. So they like put like balloons in it and raise it up and they sail it back into New York Harbor and everything. And I'm like, yeah, uh-uh. that one that's now knowing what we know now, that yeah. is not possible. Yeah, because it wasn't discovered. The wreck wasn't discovered until like the 80s. Right? Yeah. So and like knowing it broke apart and everything. But uh, oh, we see the guy at the propeller, which is always like a big one of the guys sliding down. But then you have the thing that's like, oh, it's going to pull you down. But you said that you've read the guy, the, the baker. Yes. The, was the at baker. The top of the ship. There's a guy in the movie. He's he drinking. He first of all, Rose jumps and he helps her to her feet. That guy. Mm-hmm. And then later that guy is seen standing on the end of the ship as it's going straight down. That guy survived. He was the the very few people pulled from the water. Yeah, he he uh, was the ship's baker. And his testimony of what happened was he clung to the back. And when the ship hit the water, he just stepped off and the ship went down and he just his hair didn't even get wet. Yeah. 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 I not having been in that situation, I can't really say how it would go. Well, you said you saw a Mythbusters. Yeah, there's a there's it, a Mythbusters right? where they test it and the ship doesn't suction you down. Yeah. Yeah. But I also feel like there's so many people that you'd be like, obviously, there's frantic and. Yeah, there's there's you have other issues. And then they get the door. Of, but like they show that the door. Yeah, the door controversy when he tries to get on it, too. And he he's yeah. trying to keep her on it. So he's like, you know, everyone's hoping a lifeboat's going to come back. And she's one of the few people who survives because she's on this piece of door and then i was like oh well he could have it was big enough for the two of them and but like they showed in that mythbusters that they would have had to tape his life like secure his lifeboat or life jacket underneath it and then get him on the light of the door for it to it's like so it's not really doable yeah because in a panic situation with people around you it's not doable you're not thinking about that you're freezing freaking cold your brain is shutting down like your whole body's shutting down you just want to go to sleep yeah this is also like three in the morning Everyone's freaking tired to begin with. They're adrenaline screaming. Like, Everyone's in their PJs. Yeah, it's a bad time. Give them a break. So anyway, she lets go. She lets go. I'll never let go. I'll Jack. never let go. And she but bravely go. swims to that corpse and steals the, the, the whistle. whistle and, and then Mr. Fantastic comes back and saves her. Yep. One of what, six people pulled Something from like the water? Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, 1912 safety standards. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's a fine time to be alive. This is a fine ship. I, sorry, I couldn't build you a better ship, young Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love Victor Garber. I love him. Anyway, so what it really comes down to mm-hmm. is nine hundred year old Rose travels all the way out to the Atlantic to tell a story and gives no indication to these people where the necklace is. Yeah. It doesn't say to them about the part where when she's on the Carpathia, which is the ship that came. Yes. That she reaches into the pocket of the jacket. Somehow the necklace is still there. I guess it was heavy enough that it didn't fall out when she got sucked in the water and everything. Who knows? It's a fine coat. It was a nice heavy wool coat. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm surprised that coat would have sucked. Uh, It was a 
heavy wool coat, it would have sucked up that water, ruined that coat. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Worst of her problems. Uh-huh. And then she's on the ship, but she goes back and then tosses the ring, the, the ring, the, the necklace in. And then <laughs> she tosses the necklace into the fires of Mordor. Yeah. But then, <laughs> then I'm kind of like at the end. I always just felt that she went there to die. She's uh-huh. 100 years old. She's back with Jack. And she she arrives at the grand staircase and she sees Jack again. And everybody was there waiting for it. And I'm like, is this fucking ghost ship collecting souls? Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, uh... my I remember when I originally saw it, I didn't come. I didn't come to that conclusion that she <laughs> no. was dead. Oh. I did. Yeah, I, I remember reading later that she was dead. I mean, looking at it this time, it seems fairly obvious because there's no one that's in that sequence that's not dead. Yeah. At the end. It's not like everybody who else was there was like, you know, hanging about. Yeah, it's not like Molly Brown was there. In the... Yeah, exactly. Like all of her friends. She survived the sinking. Her exactly. mom wasn't there. But these are all the nice people she met on the boat who died on the boat. Well, there are other people there, too. Like, um, I mean, a perfect example is the guy that they vilify the... Uh, the white star guy yeah. who shoots people and then shoots himself. That dude is there yeah, but at that's, the end. Okay, so all the people they've met along the way are there yeah. that, are, that would have yeah. died on the ship. Yeah, it's not all the good people. It's just everybody that... Hey, again, he was vilified. He was a good person. I... In the We movie, don't want to get sued. Let's, oh, yes, I'm in the movie. I didn't even name him, so we can't get sued. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she dies, drifts off to dreamland, and uh, and that's it. That's the movie. There we go. Then the song plays. Then this. <laughs> okay. Now let's talk for an hour about the song. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh, Celine Dion. Spelled. That's that. Like I think I read the the version that's in the end credits because James Cameron originally didn't want a song with lyrics, and yeah. then like was Horner was like, no, listen to this, and he's like, all right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I bet that's exactly the way it went. Uh, no, this is all right. Yeah, she's Canadian too. All right. Yeah, fine. Isn't he from like Timmins? Something like that. Yeah. yeah Timmins is really far north. Well, good thing he got out of there. Yeah. There's not much going on there either. It's yeah. like a nickel mine or went something. Went to Roger Corman School, directed a movie about piranhas. Oh, yeah. This is why this movie's got to have boobies. He went to the Roger Corman show. Yeah, that- this is Roger Corman show. The <laughs> Roger Corman show. <laughs> He went to the Roger Corman school. It's got to have boobies. That's yeah. like rule number one of Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. Boobies. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there were boobies in Terminator. Are there? Yeah. In first Terminator, there are boobies in. Oh. There, I don't believe there are bo- There's no boobies in Aliens. There's none in... Um, there's close, but none in uh, True Lies. True Lies, yeah. There's, are never... there blue boobies in... Avatar? Are there boobies? Boobies in Avatar. <laughs> I haven't seen the Abyss, so I don't know if there's boobies. I in still that. want to see the Abyss. I would I'm... like to see it. The, the problem with the Abyss is it's not anywhere. Like yeah. you can't unless we track down like a physical copy. It's gonna yeah, be. I would love to, to watch the Abyss, but it's not on anything. Yeah. Of course, now that I say that, it's like on everything now. I bet. Probably get a c- copy on a Criterion sale. Just get Dave to tell us when that's on sale. So. Hun. Yes. Well, that's what we thought of this. <laughs> but critics in 1997 had their own thoughts. So, Laura's, 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 why don't you fill us in 
on some past reviews. This movie holds a 89% critical score, but only a 69% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. But I feel like, because so, it's got so many audience reviews. Like, yeah. And the number's astronomical, and I feel like a lot of them are probably hate reviews because it's like a romance movie. Yeah. I can't like it because I'm a dude and I'm no soy boy. Yeah. I came here for the death. And the boobs. Yeah, boobs death. Man, I remember when I saw that movie. I obviously, I sat forward in my seat. Was not expecting boobs. Saw those boobs. I read. Okay. <laughs> so, Gene Siskel. Yes. Of the Chicago Tribune says, with its beatific, sweet, open face. Wait, what was that word again? Beatific? Beatific? I think it's supposed to be beatific. Is there a typo in there? It might be. I didn't, I just cut and paste. (laughs) With his beatific, sweet, open face, DiCaprio gives us the rooting interest in hoping that someone important to us survives the wreck. Spoiler, he doesn't. <gasps> Kenneth Turan of the LA Times. It was actually very hard to find negative reviews. I'm not shocked. Said it is a hackneyed, completely derivative <laughs> copy of old Hollywood romances. A movie that reeks of phoniness and lacks even minimal originality. Wow. Seems a little harsh. <laughs> I know, right? Like, huh? Arsh. Roger Ebert. Old pal Roger. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like he didn't. Yeah, we didn't have a couple for. Yeah, yeah in like he, a row, we didn't have a few. Because I, I, I went with him as like our baseline because he reviews everything. But here we are. Yeah. James Cameron's 194 minute, 200 million dollar film of the tragic voyage is in the tradition of great Hollywood epics. It is flawlessly crafted, intelligently constructed, strongly acted, and spellbinding. Shall we get into the awards for this movie? Yeah. Because holy moly. I'm the king of the world. Awards. According to IMDb, it has 125 wins and an additional 83 nominations. So we're going to do some cherry picking. Uh, Makes sense to me. It won 11 Oscars. Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Effects, Sound and Music Awards. Nominated for Actress and Supporting Actress and Makeup. Those lost to Helen Hunt for As Good As It Takes. Kim Basinger. As Good As It Takes. As Good As It Gets. Oh, boy. Kim Basinger for LA Confidential and Men in Black for Makeup. Mm. Gloria Stewart won a Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actress. And uh, it lost the Best Action Adventure Film to LA Confidential at the Saturn Awards. MTV Awards. Oh, I bet there was a few. Won Best Movie and Best Actor, but lost Best Actress. Best Villain, Best Song, it actually lost quite a few, Best On-Screen Duo, Best Kiss, and Best Action Sequence for the Ship Sinking Scene. Best Actress went to Nev Campbell for Scream 2. Best Kiss went to Wedding Singers Adam Sandler and Drew Baymore. Best Song was Men in Black. <laughs> Best On-Screen Duo was John Travolta and Nicolas Cage for Face, Face Off. Face Off. Wonderful. Best Villain was Austin Powers. Oh. And... Best action sequence was the speedboat chase and face off. There you go. That's funny. Oh boy. MTV made some bad calls. Apparently. So, anyway. so yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting you to go into more detail about the uh, the historical stuff at some point. I'm sorry. 
Well, you said you were, we get into that. And well, talking did. about how they vilified a lot of the characters. Yeah. Han, to get into some of the stuff that was incorrect about this movie. We might need another podcast. Yeah. that Many other podcasts have covered that. Like, let's just, the sky wasn't correct. We know that. Yeah. The a lot of the officers were vilified for no reason mm-hmm. for dramatic effect. Yeah, like the, especially the captain too. Yeah, like by all accounts, the captain was very very capable, very capable, and that's and why this he, he just kind of gave up. Yeah, he's just like, oh shit, I'm just gonna go in here and die. Yeah, no, um, but again, it's all drama, right? Like, yeah. Some of the scenes that they have in there, like I believe it's the Strausses, the founders of Macy's, they did die together in their bed. Yeah, John Jacob Astor, Mister. Um, What's his name? Victor from Newman. Victor Newman with his mistress. His mistress was actually shoved through a window on the second f- floor of the ship onto a lifeboat while she was heavily pregnant. Hmm. A lot of, like I said, the the countess that they mentioned a few times, she she was very take charge on her life raft. And like there was a lot of, from what we've heard from people who have survived, a lot of the people who were there and gave their lives did so heroically. Yeah. And it's one of those things that like gives you a bit of hope because in a terrible situation, there are heroes that come through. Right. So and in the movie, a lot of those people were vilified and that's not fair. Yeah. For dramatic purposes. Yeah. But it's still a beautiful movie. <laughs> so is that your review? A be- no, no more burnts, no more double butters. It's a, it's a beautiful movie. It was, it was, triple butter tr- <laughs> no that's too much butter it was a double butter because mm-hmm. too much butter is no good either it's i loved it yeah it made me happy i didn't cry this time i was shocked at that i really i was. cry very easily but yeah it, it uh because again like as much as i was anxious watching the movie i'm just an anxious person but overall double butter it's 194 minutes long and it didn't feel like it was that long. I was going to say chances are the reason you didn't cry was because you were tired. It's the latest we've ever watched a movie on Oh this yeah, podcast. we we were like midnight. Yeah. It was crazy late when we were finished this movie. Um, crazy that midnight is crazy late. We're old, hon. We're old. We're old. But yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed revisiting the gem of the White Star Line. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And the tale of its passengers that are now at the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Yep. As for me, the love story was never the thing that made me enjoy this movie. It was the historical stuff with the ship and and watching the ship sink. They're both good. Oh, I'm just saying. Even so, even so, with being like the you know, a major focus of the movie not being something that I I wouldn't say I don't care for it. It's just not what I'm it's not what I come to this movie for. I still quite enjoyed myself. Like the, the entire, the whole reason I wanted to watch this movie was to watch the ship sink again. And that entire sequence is thrilling from beginning to end. And it's definitely worth, worth watching. So yeah, double butter for me as well. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. So there we go. There we go. Well, next time, next week is, is, is my pick. Mm-hmm. And we're we're getting into the holiday season here. Isn't that crazy? And we haven't really picked a, a, any holiday movies. Like even though Titanic came out in December, it was not a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick a Christmas movie, even though this movie did not come out <laughs> anywhere so weird. close to Christmas. And uh, we will be talking about Batman Returns because Yay. Batman Returns takes place at Christmas. And to me, that means it's a Christmas movie. Fair.
I mean, hey, some of the plot doesn't happen without Christmas. So yeah. Oh, it, the, it's a Christmas movie. It is integral to the plot. Yeah. That's Christmas. Yeah. Just because like, you know, Santa doesn't show up doesn't mean. There's a Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly. The tree lighting ceremony is a, important. a major important location. Yep. Yeah. I know it, it is very important to the plot of the movie. So, yeah. All right. I'm on board. All right. There we go. So next week, look forward to that movie. For this week's episode of Burn Popcorn. I have been Mike. And I am Laura. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.